Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my business empowerment program. It is a nine-week one-on-one business coaching program designed to take your business and life to the next level. So if you are a coach, consultant, or service provider, and really want to take your business from static to successful, if you feel like you're hitting a plateau, feeling stuck and overwhelmed, and really not sure what your next step is, then head across to my website at periscopecoaching.com.au and check out the business coaching section. And you can find all my free resources there and more information about my business coaching empowerment program. So let's get to the episode and dive into transforming your fear. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners, where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. This quote by Marianne Williamson speaks to my core. Honestly, it is our biggest fear of being amazing, of being incredible, of being successful and having people judge us or leave us or not accept us and not love us. It is unbelievable how fear can keep us playing small on a regular basis. And sometimes it is so, so sneaky that we don't even realize that it's actually the fear that's keeping us playing small. So in today's episode, I want to share with you an experience of how I've allowed my awareness to show me where fear is playing up in my life and where fear is keeping me playing small and also some examples of how that's played up for other people in my life as well. And the reason why I want to share this is because it like just like that quote says, your playing small does not serve the world. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve those around you. It doesn't serve your family, your friends, your community, and it doesn't serve the world. So in what way are you playing small? Would you like to be able to put yourself out there more, speak up or do the things that you want to do? Then fear is most likely the key thing that's holding you back. And it's important that we understand fear. We understand where fear comes from and what creates fear in our lives, because without the understanding, we can't have the awareness to be able to shift and change it. So where does fear come from? In the part of the brain called the amygdala as part of the limbic system, or it's often called like the lizard brain. The amygdala is part of the brain that stimulates the fear response. The amygdala is linked to the parts of the brain that govern our senses, our muscles, and our hormones, which enable our body to react quickly to the sight or sound of a threat. This is literally where the fear response starts. So fear is a chain reaction in the brain that starts with a stressful stimuli and ends with the release of chemicals, which we call the fight or flight response. I'm sure you can think of a moment where you felt that fear response and not sure how to move, how to speak. And it's amazing, right? So what happens in the brain is once we have that chemical response, our blood actually rushes away from the brain and it goes into our extremities, into our arms and legs. So then we have the ability to fight or to run. 
Okay, so in that fear response, we lose all ability to think straight. We lose all ability to actually have conscious problem solving thought. So in that moment, we're unable to then figure out how to get through this. And so, you know, years and years ago where the our brains have evolved so much, but that part of the brain is still that fear based response based on the danger that happens in our lives. And you know, years and years ago, it was obviously a huge part of our lives because it was designed to keep us safe, designed to keep us safe from any danger that may be a threat to our survival. So back then, obviously, there were saber-toothed tigers and other cavemen that were there to kill us and take our food and our and our women or whatever. And it's interesting because, you know, we don't have those dangers in our everyday life anymore, but we still need the fear response because it keeps us safe in certain experiences that stop us from, you know, stepping out in front of a car when we're about to cross the road that stop us from putting ourselves in a dangerous place that could cause us harm. Like it is important that we still have the fear response. We don't want to get rid of fear, but we need to understand it. So we know how to be aware of where it's keeping us playing small, be aware where it's holding us back in parts of our lives where it's actually not life or death. In everyday life now, it's actually life or death can be seen as public speaking or <laughs> it's seen as where we're normally judged or we're rejected, humiliated. So that even though that actually triggers the fight or flight response, we're not in life or death danger. But because that's not something an everyday cause, an everyday situation, then that's actually how it shows up in our life. It's where we're not being accepted or not feeling loved. It's we're not feeling good enough or we don't feel like we're going to be loved or accepted in a certain environment, right? We want to be part of the tribe, we want to be part of something. And fear is there to keep us safe and stop us from stepping out of the norm or getting out of our comfort zone, which could lead to danger. If our brains had its way, they would do everything they can to protect us from any form of danger, which may mean don't leave the house, right? Like it could mean don't interact with anybody else in the world. Like it's fascinating how fear can go from one extreme to the other, but being able to understand where it plays out for you is the first step to be able to shift and change it. Because if you notice certain things in your life that you would like to be different, then that is often where fear is holding you back. So how do we become aware of fear? Firstly, we need to activate a part of the brain called the reticular activating system. It is our filter and we tell our brain what's important. And then that filter points it out to us in our everyday life. So we need to start asking our brain, okay, so where is fear showing up for me in my life? An activity that I did that actually helped identify how fear was keeping me playing small was literally an activity in the morning. I read a passage of a book by Gabriel Bernstein called May Cause Miracles. And it's an activity where it's just reflecting on, okay, it's time to now recognize where fear is keeping me small. And throughout that exercise, it was just becoming aware throughout the day when my behavior changed, when my emotions changed, so I can start to recognize what fear-based thought might be holding me back. So we need to recognize the fear. We then need to name it and notice that that is actually a behavior that's been driven by fear. And then we need to work out what the underlying belief is that's keeping us stuck and keeping us playing small. So to give you an example, when I did this activity, I was 
heading to a conference and with a group of people. And basically I was sitting in a situation with a group of people that I knew and then we were all talking about personal development and someone brought up the topic of neuroscience and we were talking about certain processes when it comes to NLP. Now I have studied NLP and neuroscience, so I had a lot to contribute to this conversation. But what happened was basically a friend of mine was talking about a certain NLP process. And what I noticed in myself is that my body slumped. I kind of retreated. My body literally retreated from the conversation. I stopped speaking and I noticed that my energy had dropped and I noticed a different feeling come about. So it was like I felt inadequate. Now, this is not something that happened all at once. I recognized the shift in my behavior. I then made a note of what the circumstance was. So I literally pulled out my phone. I made a note of exactly what was happening, what was said, what then was my reaction. And then through that, I took a moment and, you know, got back to the conversation or whatever. And then hours later, I sat down at the end of the day and reflected on, went back to that emotion, went back to that memory and went, okay, so what's happening here? What made me do what I did? And I recognized that my energy shifted and my emotion shifted based on a couple of thoughts that I had. So I was listening to my friend talk about neuroscience and I had a thought of, wow, she's so knowledgeable. She really understands NLP so deeply. And I then had a thought about myself and it was, I can't even remember the exact thought, but it was literally like I uncovered the belief of, I didn't feel smart enough to contribute to that conversation. And so then my behavior was to retreat and not contribute to the conversation at all. Now, that is not the way I would like to behave. That is not, you know, if I want to up level to the next stage of my life, then playing small and not speaking out and not speaking my truth is not going to support that. So being able to recognize that 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 100% was fear holding me back. So that was the first step of having that awareness, recognizing how it's showing up for you. Now, when I reached out to a couple of people and I sent out an email to my tribe around this situation, I had a couple of people come back to me and and share their experience with how fear plays up in their life. And one of the examples was speaking out when they felt they should have spoken out and didn't. So they held themselves back for fear of being judged, for fear of being ridiculed, and that kept them playing small. Another one was approaching other people that they didn't know in a networking environment. And it was recognizing that, well, she didn't feel that she could go out and approach people who that who she didn't know. Now, for her to grow her business, she had identified that networking and getting to know other people to grow her network was really important. And she notices that that's where she keeps herself playing small. The other one was making a decision. It was knowing that you needed to make a decision, but having fear around making the wrong decision, the fear around everything failing. And that is literally like not making a decision is literally still making a decision. But she recognized that, okay, so I hold myself back by not making a decision and keeping myself safe by not making a decision because then I don't have to go all in. I don't have to take responsibility for the results and my actions and then everything's cool because I don't have to do anything, right? So all these different key things, it's really fascinating because we keep ourselves playing small and unless we bring the awareness to it, we cannot shift and change it. So I want you to ask yourself, how is fear keeping you playing small? How is fear keeping you safe? 
Now, I want to give you a bit of a caveat here because safety is very important. We, it is a core need that we have to be able to feel safe for our survival. It's part of life, right? We have to keep ourselves safe. But where is it keeping you safe to the extreme of not achieving your goals, of not allowing yourself to step out of your comfort zone? Where is it keeping you too safe? Now, I'm sure you've heard the famous quotes like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. The only way to get rid of the fear of doing something is going out and doing it. Now, these are key quotes from Susan Jeffers' book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. But I want to give you some awareness around the fact that fear is never going to go away. Fear is part of life. It's part of our human experience. And like I said, we need to have fear to be able to keep ourselves safe and to keep ourselves surviving. So being able to get rid of it is not the goal. It's not about removing it. It's about transforming it, shifting the identity of fear so then we can allow it not to hold us back. Okay, so keep going here with me, right? So we don't want to get rid of it, but we want to bring it with us. So we need to recognize it. Notice where it's playing at, playing small. Notice what we would like to be able to do instead. And then we need to accept that fear is still going to be a part of life. It's still going to come up in certain situations. There's still going to be fear around approaching people, around going live on Facebook, like all those things that are constantly keeping you fearful now. When we accept it and know that fear is still going to play a part, we're able to take the fear with us and not let uh, let it actually tell the story. So uh, a friend of mine gave me an analogy the other day around fear, and it was imagine that you're in a car and what we're allowing fear to do is drive that car. When it's keeping us small, we're letting fear drive. But what we need to do is allow fear to come with us. It can still be in the car, but it can't be taking the the driver's seat. It can't be driving the car. So we put fear in the passenger seat or in the back seat, if you like, and allow fear to come along, but know that you are still in the driver's seat. You still get to control where we get to go and still get to control your own behaviors, your emotions and your thoughts around what is going on for you and what you want for your life. So we need to then allow fear to still hang about, but we need to prove it wrong. So I'm sure there are things in your past that you were fearful of at some point, but now you don't really see them as scary. I'm sure there will be things in the future that you know, you're fearful of now that you will no longer be fearful of because we grow through the fear. So when we're able to prove the fear wrong and like, you know, I like the the quote, feel the fear and do it anyway, feel it, don't discount it, don't deny it, but allow it to keep us safe to an extent and allow it to come with you as you prove it wrong. Is there possibly an irrational fear that you have is keeping you stuck? Because that's when we need to get to the core understanding of what's going on for you. And it might be recognizing those core beliefs that are keeping us stuck. Like, I am not enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not knowledgeable enough. I'm not educated enough. Like, all those key things that, you know, everyone's limiting beliefs are different. But they can often keep us playing small and fear keeps us there. So being able to do work around your limiting beliefs will really be supportive in this situation. So being able to uncover them for one and then you either work with a coach to actually release them and, and let go of them because there's certain NLP processes that we can do to release those or you work on building evidence against the belief. So let's say you have a fear of not being smart enough. 
So if we use the example that I was talking about before, which I noticed for myself, if we want to behave differently, if we want to be able to shift and change that belief, then we need to come up with better thought patterns that are going to support different behavior and support a different belief structure. So say the situation was just like I was saying before that I noticed that I had the the thought I'm not smart enough and my body language retreated. I stopped speaking. I stopped engaging in the conversation. So if I wanted my behavior to be different and I wanted to actually continue to contribute to the conversation, then I might want to shift and change that belief by creating a bridge thought. So a bridge thought is something that is strong enough that the brain believes it, but not too far out that the brain goes, that's a load of crap. Okay. So if I was trying to shift and change it in the moment, if I was to go, I noticed I, everything changed for me. And I noticed that I thought was, I'm not smart enough enough. I was like, yeah, I am smart enough. The brain would still go, but in this instance, you're not like your brain will always come up with another thought and it's not always supportive, right? So if we're able to come up with a bridge thought that supports different behavior, it will start to shift and change that belief altogether. So I could have used a thought like, well, I can contribute, I can contribute or I can learn from this person. So maybe I should ask questions. It's a different feeling in the body. So we have a different reaction and then a different a different action step that we'll take from there on. So if I had the thought, I can contribute, I can learn from this person, I could ask questions to find out more, to improve my learning, to improve my knowledge. So then the future is different, right? So if I took that stance, if I actually believed that thought, the behavior would have been completely different. I would have still contributed to the conversation. I still would have been a part of the conversation and learned from that experience. Now, let's say you had a fear of being judged. It's a really interesting fear because it is something that comes up for a lot of people. So if we have, if we notice that that fear of the fear of being judged is what's keeping us playing small, we're not showing up and doing the things we'd like to do. We're not putting ourselves out there. So what is a bridge thought that we could have that could actually stop that fear in its tracks and change the behavior that we're currently experiencing? We could start with, I have a voice which is true. The brain can't denote that. I have the ability to speak my truth. I am able to speak what I know and come back to that place of, I have value to offer the world. I can serve. I deserve to serve. I can support others who are not in a state of where I am just yet. So there's so many different ways that you could start having different thought pattern beliefs that could help shift the limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck. Okay. So it's so important. That's why I wanted to discuss bridge thoughts, because it's important that we have beliefs that help to support a different action, a different action step or behavior, because otherwise we just keep getting stuck in that loop of I'm not smart enough. No, you're not. And you literally just have this negative loop, which then can spiral out of control. So when we're able to do that, we can then have a different behavior and we start to prove that belief wrong. The same thing would happen in a situation where you have a completely irrational fear. Again, you could work with a coach to really help to clear that, especially if it's really, really irrational. It might be actually a phobia. So you could then actually do an NLP process where you can remove that phobia. But it's about working through creating more evidence to prove that belief wrong. So like I said before, if I had that fear of not being smart enough, what could I do to prove that belief wrong? I could put myself in a situation to prove my willingness and to prove my knowledge in 
NLP, right? So it could be so many different situations that I could put myself in to, and that could be fearful, understandable, right? It's going to be uncomfortable, but we need to grow through that feeling of being uncomfortable and know that everything you want is on the other side of fear, right? We've got to push through it. Otherwise it's going to continuously keep being us stuck and holding, having that control over us. Often our stories, those beliefs, those limiting beliefs that keep us stuck are stories that we continuously play in our minds and they keep us stuck. They don't help us or support us. We need to start with those thoughts, change those thoughts and start building the evidence and taking the action to prove that belief wrong. We need to be gentle with ourselves and kind to ourselves and know that we are all learning. And if there's certain things that you're doing in your life now that is new to you, then you're still learning. So that's good. You've got to be okay with that. And that's why we need to acknowledge it and go, okay, of course, there's going to be a little bit of fear here because it's the unknown. It's not clear of what I want or it's not, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's okay because we're learning. Doing all of this self-work is the foundations of creating an amazing life. So if you want more for your life, then learning to illuminate that part of the brain to create the awareness so then you can start to shift and change after uncovering all these beliefs that hold you back, we start to peel back the layers of the onion and we're able to allow different parts of our psyche to heal. We allow it to actually not hold us back anymore and we can start to recognize where our self-talk is negative and holding us back. We learn to start to question every belief that whether it is true, why do I believe it? Is it something that is actually true or is it something that I've created in my mind to hold me back? It is fascinating when you do this work and like I said, it's a practice. It's about showing up every single day and learning as well as acting and behaving from your higher self. So that is how I suggest that you transform fear to shift and change your life. I would love for you to share with me how fear is constantly holding you back and share with me how this episode has helped shift that for you or helped give you an insight into what you could do to be able to shift it for the long term. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.